Hello, welcome to the Brazilian Health Nut Show. Here you will find cutting-edge information provided by the best experts in the world so you can learn how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Bruno de Gama is the Brazilian Health Nut in a mission to solve the problems you have when trying to lose weight forever. He is a nutritional therapy practitioner, a certified personal trainer, and a holistic lifestyle coach by the Czech Institute. Don't forget to say hello and sign up to our free newsletter at www.brazilianhealthnet.com. Let's go. All right, thank you so much for being here with me today, Diane. I appreciate your time. Can you tell a little bit about your background, your story, and who is Diane Capaldi? Uh, yeah, I would love to. Actually, um, Diane Capaldi is someone who actually uh, has a brand called Paleo Boss Lady, and I go by the name of V. And how the brand sort of came about is uh, I'm 53 years old today, and since I'm the age of 23, I've had multiple sclerosis, which by the time I was in my late 30s became debilitating. And uh, as I was heading into my late 50s, I lost the ability to use both of my hands and had trouble swallowing, which required full-time help and people living with me. Um, my life became really, really, really unmanageable. And I started um, out of sheer desperation, really, uh, getting conscious about everything I did in my life which brought me specifically to my food and the way I lived my life. And here, you know, fast forward five years later, I live independently. I have complete use of my hands and I've reversed almost every symptom of MS today and consider yeah. myself a, um, a walking miracle. Yeah, I saw you at Paleo FX uh, in, in April this year in Texas. And if you tell me this, I would never imagine that you went through this struggle because you're, like you just said, you function perfectly. Um, quick question here. Why Paleo Boss Lady? What, where does the, oh, why the name comes from? Well, at first when I got started um, using food, I was following just a straight paleo um, uh, lifestyle. Uh, I've since graduated to being more of a Dr. Walls um, version of paleo, which is basically paleo, but each day we consume at least six to nine cups of fruits and vegetables. Because um, when you follow Dr. Wall's protocol, you're eating at the cellular level. So you're giving your body the nutrients it needs to fuel your mitochondria. So that's where the mm -hmm. paleo came from. Boss is because I'm 100% Italian. I'm from Philadelphia and I was born under the sign of Taurus. So I'm kind of bossy. I'm bossy. Mm. I'm very, really bossy, actually. So that's like, where the yeah. name came about. And that's I think awesome. it really is appropriate in a lot of ways. But my brand is a lot more than just about food. It's really about conscious lifestyle. I personally don't really care if you're paleo, a vegan, vegetarian, whatever it is. It, you really just have to question what works for you and your body and honor the fact that your body needs, you know, food as an energy source and not as a pleasure principle only, you know? 
Yeah. So before we dig a little bit more about conscious living here, uh, are you following this uh, protocol right now? It's pretty much like 100% of the time. How does it work for you? Because, you know, there is a lot of people asking me, oh, do I have to be 100% of the time or can I have a cheat day? You know, and I always say it depends. It depends on your situation. It depends on your goals. So how is it with you? That's a great uh, question because um, I've been five years really conscious uh, regarding all aspects of my life and especially food. And in the beginning, I lived 80-20 um, for, and, and, and I also had like a cheat day, maybe uh, once a week. Now, uh, for the last 24, maybe 28 months, I'm 100%. And, and even not only just 100%, but um, in the way I eat, but everything that I do, um, very seldom, like no cosmetics, no uh, cleaning products, no uh, shampoos or soaps or anything that has a toxic chemical uh, touches my body at this point. Like it's really become, and that's a hundred percent of the time, as much as I can control, which is pretty often. Um, I don't even really eat out too much anymore because uh, I just get greater benefit and joy really of uh, being at home. And yeah. or sharing a meal with friends and family or preparing food with other people, maybe not even at my home, but their home, which is really how I was raised, to tell you the truth. So how do you handle this situation? You just said you're Italian, like uh, your background, right? Mm -hmm. And Italians, uh, usually they, they love pasta. It's not just pasta, I'm sure. Of, but, you know, we, we tend to think, oh, bread, pasta, Italian, right? We right. Have this association. And so for people who identify themselves strongly with this kind of foods and now they are under a situation where they have to maybe give up for a little bit to see how the body is going to react uh, how do you handle this nowadays do you have pasta do you sub do you replace with something without the wheat how do you handle this situation in your life that's another really great question that really speaks to my journey um because i was raised very culturally italian and if you're raised culturally italian Around the table and in the kitchen is really where the heart and soul of my culture lives. And to think that not only was I going to give up, you know, gluten, but because I have an autoimmune issue, I was now going to also restrict nightshades, which often, you know, have a negative impact on people with autoimmune. So that meant eggplant, peppers, and tomato. And when you're Italian, like, are there any other vegetables? I don't think. I think that's all we eat are peppers, eggplant, and tomato. Yeah. So at first, it really, I have to tell you that healing um, using food was threatened by my culture. So it almost stood in the way of it. And in the beginning was a real struggle because my family and friends couldn't understand. They would be like, all right, I mean, why can't you just have it? You can't have it on just on Sunday? You can't have one bowl. You can't have a little Parmesan cheese. Why? What's it going to do? A spoonful. What's that? What's going to happen? Like they just couldn't get it. And I also, you know, missed that relationship with my culture. So it was a struggle. So literally the truth is what I did was rather than compromise my well-being, um, I chose to figure out a way to live harmoniously together. So I took all of like, my family's holiday recipes, cultural recipes, 
literally went to Italy and rewrote them honoring my culture and paleo principles and my body so that when my family did unite for gatherings, I was able to produce uh, meal substitutes that were both delicious and well-received. Um, although different, um, it didn't threaten my culture. It let my, you know, my family and my culture know that, you know, I still am Italian. I still love all our tradition. It's just, they had to be updated. That's all. Right. Yes, exactly. It's very simple at the end of the day. And I'm going to be releasing a video, uh, soon on my YouTube channel. It's about this paleo bread because for me, uh, bread was something very, very strong in my diet. Coming from Brazil, I was eating bread pretty much every day. And since I started to dig uh, really deep into these things that I'm doing nowadays in terms of my health, I saw that bread was not something very healthy for me. So, But I was like super attached. I was like, oh my God, how am I going to be doing this? Right. So, I, so I started decreasing the amount, but also the same way that you did. I found ways to replace uh, the ingredients. So, you know, I can make a, like a healthy bread uh, with the right kind of ingredients. So it's all about finding the replacements for, for the, the things that you don't want to have anymore. Uh, cool. So let's get into this. What is conscious living exactly? Well, one of your, your topics on your brain, right? Conscious living. And okay, so what is that? Well, it's really interesting, you know, and I recently talked about this with Food Matters. Um, you know, when I was at my worst and really desperate, I mean, literally facing, you know, a, a horrible reality. I had no money. I had, my health was just deteriorating at a rapid rate. I lived in constant pain. Um, I, I decided to go to a festival in the middle of the desert called Burning Man and, I, you know, try and find myself because I just didn't know what else to do. And How was that? It was a life-changing experience because it, for me, it really was the first time I became conscious about my life, meaning I literally sat all day, every day, staring into the desert, asking myself, like, who am I? How did I get here? What am I doing wrong? What do I think I'm doing right? What do I need to change? And what resources do I have? And what do I need to find? And at the end of the day, the answer for me was that my life was so out of control that I had to assume that everything in my life was potentially not right. Almost like people do with the elimination diet. You know what I'm saying? Like when you know your body's reacting negatively to food at foods and you can't figure out what is the trigger, a lot of times what you have to do is just stop everything and then slowly reintroduce and see how your body reacts. I made that choice to get conscious with my life. So what I did was my personal journey was in consciousness was I just assumed everything was wrong. Um, and, and of course I was in a drastic situation. I'm not recommending this is what everyone does, but for me, this is how conscious living translated uh, in the beginning was I basically removed myself from my current situation and focused on engaging in conversation with myself, meaning uh, if I went to bed at 11 o'clock every day and woke up at 7 o'clock, I would ask myself, is that like the best outcome for me? 
Or would it be better for me to maybe go to bed at nine o'clock and wake up at another time and really just sort of removing the autopilot of my day to day and making sure that what I was doing in life was supporting an outcome of wellness that I knew I needed, you know, to, to have in order to survive this fight that I was having with MS. Um, and also to sort of make sure that I, you know, I found out that I was just doing a lot of things just because that's what other people were doing. And I hadn't really thought about if that was right for me. I mean, a stupid example would be, you know, my daughter, I have a daughter. And when she was in high school, you know, parent teacher conferences were always on Monday at 10 o'clock. Well, Monday at 10 o'clock was when I had a yoga class and I never thought to say to the school and, you know, I, I need to have my yoga class because my body doesn't work very well without it. Instead, I would sacrifice and just go to the parent-teacher conferences on Monday at 10 o'clock until one day I thought, well, wait a minute. Like, what would happen if I questioned the status quo here and just said, I can't do this? And you know what happened is they accommodated. And rather than me, you know, not consciously respecting what my body needed and just being like, well, Mondays are when the parent teacher conferences are at 10 o'clock, I was able to consciously create an outcome that supported me and my daughter and the school. Um, I know that's a simple example, but I have to tell you, you know, that's, you know, if they say, you know, we do this at this time of day, or this has to be done this way. A lot of times I would either do it or not do it rather than questioning, like, is there another way to have this another lens, you know? Yeah. And that's another topic here that from your brand questioning the status quo. And I love that so much because that's something that I've been doing for the last uh, four years. I would say I've been really digging deep into those questions, like why those things are this way? Like, you know, the, can, maybe can be different. Uh, so why it's important to, to question everything? You know, it's, it's interesting because like even um, with, you know, diet and lifestyle, you know, I've been five years living a very conscious life regarding food. And, you know, by most people's standards, they would probably look at my life and be like, well, I can't imagine that there's much that she can improve on. And, you know, I asked myself that, you know, uh, about my, you know, in my conscious life and it, you know, is my narrative the perfect narrative for me? And just in the last 12 months, you know, I've been addressing, um, you know, sleep because sleep to me is, you know, probably the, one of the biggest foundations for everything, stress, wellness, diet, lifestyle, all of it. And, um, you know, being a woman in her fifties, I, you know, don't necessarily always sleep really well. And I had to question, well, maybe it was my approach to sleep. Maybe it was my expectations for sleep. Maybe it was the way I, um, you know, um, scheduled my sleep in. And finally, you know, for me, it became, let's, if I were going to change the narrative regarding sleep, what would that look like? And I thought, well, I've taken my food back ancestrally. What if I take my sleep back ancestrally, which basically means it coincides with the moon and the sun, right? Mm -hmm, right. And, you know, so I thought, Circadian rhythm. Yeah. Rather than <laughs> after the news. And Johnny Carson or whatever those late night shows are, which is the way we're programmed to think. You go to bed after the news and you wake up, you know, you know, at six, seven o'clock. 
So I thought, well, what if I change the narrative around that now that I'm conscious and went back to the way it was and followed the circadian rhythm of the sun and the moon? What would happen? And you know what would happen? My cognitive function has increased. My healing continues at a rapid pace. I mean, so much so that even two weeks ago, I emailed Dr. Walls and I said, I feel like I'm a living wonder woman. I literally feel like I am wonder woman. I mean, my body is doing things I never imagined and it keeps healing. Who would think I would still continue to heal? I mean, at this rate, who's to say that I don't cure myself of MS? I mean, really, no one knows. I don't know. I don't believe that that would even be possible, but it's certainly within reach at the level that this stuff is happening. So I feel like you know, changing the narrative, you know, is, is a natural outcome of questioning the status quo. And, you know, it creates space for the real magic, the real miracle, the real, you know, the real joy in life is uh, being able to question and change ultimately based on what works best for you, your dreams and your body. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Amazing, amazing, amazing information. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, so, I mean, so people are listening right now and, okay, so cool, conscious living, questioning the status quo. I get that. So how do we go about putting those things into practical terms? Like, okay, I understand that in the, on the intellectual level. Okay, but now how am I going to apply this? Should they go slowly, like little by little, just... Uh, maybe looking into their water intake, for example, just something very, very small. Or should they go like cold turkey? Okay, I'm going to be hardcore. I'm going to address everything that I need today. How, how do you think it's the best way to approach this conscious living, changing and way of living? You know, I think this is, you know, a really important part of um, conscious living is engaging in conversation with yourself. And you know, ultimately my, you know, 99.9% of the time I would recommend that slow and steady wins this, especially because, you know, there's nothing that I've done, you know, although I've lost, you know, 40 plus pounds, you know, my skin is beautiful. My body operates like a well-oiled machine. I, I, I didn't focus on this as a diet or this as like uh, healthcare. To me, this was living an optimum life based on my dreams. So, you know, that being said is I had to engage in conversation with myself and be real and say, okay, well, if I, you know, let's say I'm someone that doesn't exercise at all. Um, if I said, you know, okay, well, if I was going to start and I wanted to be able to make slow, set, steady, sustainable, you know, transition into, you know, movement, what would that look like? And for most of us, that's not going to be going to the gym three days a week. It may be like what you said, just like focusing on a small thing like hydration. How about yes. if I just try and drink some water every day consciously and then slowly increase it to, you know, whatever that is, maybe half of your body weight and fluid ounces. I mean, however you decide to define that. But um, and then, you know, ultimately what does tend to happen for most of us is as we take those slow and steady steps that we're able to maintain because we've had, you know, uh, honest dialect uh, conversation with ourselves is that we, we have a, a greater thirst for more improvement, more desire to take more steps. And maybe those baby steps now become leaps and they are attainable because we have the momentum behind us of our previous successes, right? Right. Perfect. Thank you. Before we dive into the 
topic, the main topic of today, actually, I want to talk to you. It's about traveling, tips for traveling. But before, I would like to hear your opinion about this. I was listening to an interview with Seth Golding, and he talked something that I, I actually just went to straight to my schedule, my agenda that I have, and I wrote it down. And it was kind of like this. Let me try to make it simple here. It was the sec- his secret, like from his on, on his day-to-day living, is to spend most of the day on proactive mode rather than reactive this defensive mode and that's what he says <clears throat> sorry that most people nowadays they're just on the reactive mode they're just reacting to stimulus right they are reacting to their boss or to their emails or text messages all the time they don't spend time being active into creating something that they want to do what's your opinion about that yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that statement. And actually, I you know I have a daughter who's you know just uh, 28, and she is a professional singer and the CEO of her own company. And I literally sent her an email about this yesterday because um, I, I said you know the most important thing when you're trying to build a brand, build a business, or follow your dreams is to realize that it doesn't just happen. You create the space, you create the environment, you create the outcomes that you want. And for me, you know, my philosophy is the first step is being proactive in, you know, wellness, in living in harmony with your body, in being conscious. And that, you know, that that proactive um, way of living your life ultimately brings you to... Um, you know, where you want to be. Whereas when you're living a life driven by reaction, you're almost like a pawn, you know, you don't really have much control beyond the current moment. And, you know, that, that just, you know, I I just don't see longevity and fulfillment in, in, in a life like that. And, you know, isn't the ultimate goal in this energy space to have a life that, you know, is, 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 is led, is, is fulfilling us, fulfilling to us and offers us, you know, our greatest and longest possible experience here. And this is very hard nowadays. And I observe people all the time. I'm here in New York City. So there is a lot of people to observe, right? And it's incredible, like how people are on their phones, like 100% of the time. And most of the times, it's not even that the problem is, it's what they are doing there. So it's just being, uh, they just like, watching stuff it's just like messaging or snapchat instagram facebook all these things and i'm thinking to myself and i do this some sometimes so don't get me wrong you know i'm not uh perfect here but i, I just think to myself oh my god it's kind of like they we are wasting our lives to some to like a cell phone on a way because most of the energy throughout the day it's going into just looking at things instead of learning maybe reading a book or listening to a podcast like this and and, and then taking action uh, doing something that's gonna be amazing for their lives right because nothing changes if you're just watching 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 and not taking action hey what's up guys Brenda Gama here Brazilian health nut and let's take a little break from the show because I want to offer you something very very special okay so if you go to brazilianhealthnut.com and scroll all the way to the bottom of the page you find a place that you can claim your free strategy call with me or you can just send me an email at bruno at brazilianhealthnut.com and tell me that you want to schedule your free call okay 
During this call, we are going to develop a strategy that works for your kind of body and lifestyle because remember that we all different. So go ahead and do that now because spots are limited, okay? So now let's get back to the show. Uh, but now let's get into this, the topic, the real topic okay. that I want to cover with you today, which is your upcoming touring across America. Uh, I can only imagine how excited are you to do that. So tell, tell us a, a, a bit about what's going to happen, and then we go from there. Okay. Well, um, I appreciate you, you know, giving me the platform to share this excitement. Um, starting in September, and for 12 months, I plan to drive um, across the United States offering um, free cooking classes, workshops, talks on um, conscious living and changing the narrative, the topics that we just spoke about, and also, you know, how to, um, you know, create a kitchen that supports your culture as well as your, you know, your desires to live consciously regarding the foods that you eat. Um, Because these, you know, these three particular things tend to be you know, common um, steps and hurdles along the way for many of us, or um, not necessarily hurdles in a bad way. Uh, Not all hurdles are bad. Um, And basically what I did was I put out to the community that I wanted to do this. And, you know, overwhelmingly the community responded where I will be in 14 states over the next 12 months, giving over 60 talks. And I'm honored to have the support of, a tremendous amount of sponsors from Thrive Market to Go Raw, Suja Juice, Ancient Nutrition, Safe Catch Foods, uh, Native Forest, uh, Food Matters, uh, Bulletproof, Dr. Terry Walls, all supporting this effort um, for me to be able to, I'm living in people's homes. I'm, I'm going to be able to share with them. I'm basically sharing everything that I do. Uh, for free to the community in an effort to create a movement where we can just all support each other. So my hope is, is that if I stay with you, you'll share what I share with you with another person. And then that person will share with another person so we can really create change at a grassroots level. Mm, Awesome. That's going to be excited. So what about, how are you preparing in terms of your, your diet, for example, what do you think is going to change uh, because a lot of people, well, not many people are going to be doing what you're doing, like traveling for the whole year. But we are talking about this offline. People are traveling a lot, like, you know, uh, taking planes or even doing their daily routine. They they go from their home to the job. And sometimes it's like a long trip, right? It's, yeah. a, it's a mini, mini, mini trip. And I think preparation is very important. So how should people prepare about uh, diets? So let's start with the diet part. Well, it's really interesting because um, one of the things that I've learned in, you know, in, in my work as, uh, you know, a, a someone in the conscious living movement is that for some reason when people travel, even if it's a day trip, I mean, a simple afternoon, a simple more than eight hours, uh, more than the typical autopilot of life routine, um, their food gets derailed so quickly. And one day of derailment somehow leads to a whole week. You know, it it, it, it it seems to really send people into sort of a tailspin. So I have focused really hard on, you know, how to prepare and um, not only your body, but your food. And the first thing that I like to do is um, about two weeks before, um, I, I, I if I know it's a planned trip, I like to increase um 
you know, my super nutrient dense foods, my bone broths, my, you know, the things that I've identified that support my body so that I can physically and mentally prepare for the trip. And as I'm doing that, I ask myself the question, like, can this be portable? Should I duplicate this on my trip? If so, how would this look? Um, and are there steps that I can take to make this happen? Um, if the answer is no, um, is there something else that would look like this? And if so, I, you know, Google is a great tool. You can sit down and empower yourself by looking around to the community where you're going and seeing what is available. There's actually apps now that you can type in paleo, vegan, vegetarian, right. and it can narrow into dishes and restaurants and grocery stores that can offer options. Um, so I believe in, in two steps. One is preparing your body. You know, maybe that's increasing bone broth. Uh, also preparing your refrigerator. And I always keep my freezer filled with uh, one or two day last minute. This wasn't planned. State of emergencies and my car and my uh, handbag, for lack of a better term, with um, so that I don't get derailed. Meaning yes. that. Uh, no matter what happens, if I find myself somewhere and, oh, I didn't prepare for this, there is something on my person, in my car, um, or I've identified where I can quickly um, change this outcome. Um, no longer do I just blind lead myself into a path or situation life happens and when life happens then you make your best choices and i recommend rob wolf has like a series of sort of life happens youtube videos where it's like you go into the worst possible grocery store in the world and how do you navigate that i would recommend like finding tools like that listening to your podcast things like that to give yourself the tools to know how to identify different things that would support that journey you know yeah that's amazing. Yes, I, I tell talk about this all the time with clients, with whatever, whatever people, my friends. It's it's the the most important thing is actually preparation, because if you don't prepare, you're gonna get into places when and you have no options, and then maybe you're gonna be doing the wrong decisions. But if you prepare, prepare ahead of time, it's gonna be so much easier. And like like as we said, having the foods with you like having some emergency foods mm -hmm. i do this all the time too like when i'm going in, even into places that i don't know what's gonna happen there so i always have something with me just in case you know and so what about also about flexibility on this trip how flexible are you going to be and do you see like space for flexibility when people are trying to overcome something very serious um i mean let's say they are <laughs> they're struggling with their weight for a long time and you know there's they just want to to be better uh how, what's the, the the role of flexibility into this case well I, I mean first and foremost we all have to be nice to ourselves and you know with being nice to yourself means you have to allow for a level of flexibility but i also believe that um no matter what journey you embark on the most important thing is the conversation that's going on in between your ears um if the conversation that you're having is one of self love of um you know uh, harmony of uh supporting you know a supporting role with your body with the environment you know, uh, focused on dreams and outcomes, then 
you know, flexibility doesn't really play into that for me. I live a conscious life and I just do not um, consciously allow for anything that I know has the potential to produce a negative outcome. Um, mm-hmm. I, and, 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 you know, the longer I do this, you know, people say all the time, don't you miss this or don't you miss that? And it's like, no, because I live the greatest life ever. And I didn't always have that. I had pain. I had suffering. I had illness. I had lost hours in the day because of doctor's appointments, this visit, that visit, uh, financial, you know, strain, um, so much going on. And I just think that, uh, in the beginning flexibility, you have to define how much flexibility do you need to get to a place where you are really guided by self-love, allow yourself that lead way, but for a fixed period of time. And then, you know, it's just like, I decided I wanted to start building core strength. So I don't have great core strength. So I decided in January for one month, I was going to do nine because that's my favorite number, nine, three times a week, nine crunches. Well, here mm-hmm. I am in July and now I'm up to a hundred crunches five days a week. And how mm-hmm. I got there was having a conversation with myself. This was my outcome. I allowed for flexibility, but at a certain point I had to say enough with the flexibility. Now, you know what a boss like takes it to the next level. Like now uh, take it up, take it up. To, and the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm going to be on the road for a year. And, mm-hmm. you know, I need to make sure that my body is in tip top shape to be able to drive, to be able to, you know, sustain driving for 200 hours, holding my core, keeping good posture, carrying a bag in and out of a car, carrying a dog in and out of a car, all these things that I don't normally do that. Um, so, yes, flexibility. But at a certain point, you know, you got to man up. <laughs> you got to own yeah. it, you know. Yes, yes, yes. I totally agree with you. Do you have any favorite like carry on like a snacks or like oh, some special foods that you like uh, taking with you when you go on a trip, uh, even like a short trip? I do. I do. I have to tell you, I am a huge fan of uh, bars from Go Raw because they're sprouted and um, I consider um, nuts and seeds especially seeds, like a food group now. And, um, I always try and get some in my day. So those are really easy. And they, a lot of times they have like, you know, maybe banana and seeds and nuts so I can get everything and they're, they're thin. So I like that. I also like, um, I'm a huge fan of, uh, like Hail Mary items. I also like to carry, um, olives. I know it sounds really strange, but To me, olives are like the perfect travel food. Um, I do, you know, bring fruit, you know, whatever fruit, you know, it's always good to have fruit. Um, I also like to bring, and this may sound very strange, but I always throw in a can of tuna or sardines. I mean, oh yeah, I was going to tell you that my favorite one is uh, like a can of uh, sardines. I take with me everywhere because first of all, it's amazing for you. Second, if you if you cannot get anything, you just get like some salad. You can get a salad pretty much anywhere, anywhere. and you just just toss the sardines there, and then you have a meal, right? Yeah, I mean, and you know, I, because I'm Italian, a lot of times I'll just make some meatballs and have some of that. You'd be surprised, you know. You'd be I, 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 I when you think about it, there's a lot more. It's just consciously thinking, like, okay, yeah. what would be a good snack? You know, it doesn't have to just be carrot sticks. Those days are long gone. 
Oh, yeah. Especially with the internet nowadays, too. There is so many options, so many amazing websites that we can get snacks and, and all kinds of food with the right ingredients. Uh, they deliver it at your door. It's amazing. I mean, uh, that's what... Lately, I have been doing bone broth protein, which is an amazing to-go product. All you do is add water, hot or cold. Mm, how is that? I, I, I've, I've seen... I've seen it, but I haven't tried yet. Well, I have to tell you that I found out about it at Paleo FX. And yeah. I decided that because I drink bone broth every day, that I would use that exclusively to see if I had any negative, positive, any any changes in the outcome that I was currently experiencing. And I have to tell you, I've had no negative changes, and I've had many positive changes because drinking a cup of bone broth for me every day was boring. Like it became like a chore and I don't like when my lifestyle choices feel like a chore. I like them to feel more like an honorable coexistence and having bone broth so easy and accessible, especially being able to have it when I travel has really become, it's almost like what happens when I became conscious and I realized it was okay to have bacon and healthy fats. Mm -hmm. It became an empowering tool for me. Right. Um, because it was an alternative way of thinking that offered me options while supporting my desired outcome. So I have to tell you that traveling gets easier and easier. The more, again, we sort of look outside of our, our, you know, the normal paths of traveling, which, you know, typically was always not healthy choices. It's fast food, you know? Oh, yeah. What about the uh, exercise? So when traveling, uh, most people, uh, a lot of people, they have their routine, you know, they go to the gym or yoga, or whatever, when they are at home. And once they go traveling, they, they're like, oh, my God, what do I do now? I'm not going to be exercising. Do you, do you have you thought about that now that you're going to be traveling a lot? Yeah, I, um, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse, but my body physically will not be able to do this trip if I don't have a certain amount of movement in every day. Um, so, you know, for me, that is yoga. That is also uh, self myofascial release, which I do with therapeutic ball rolling. So um, six days a week, I average about three hours a day, combination yoga and self myofascial release. And I also walk seven days a week, at least two miles that will have to be maintained and maybe increased a little bit depending on how my body responds to the driving and the demands that are placed upon it. Um, the only consideration that I have is knowing that no matter what, it has to be included. So in the planning of this trip, I have nothing, I'm not driving more than 250 miles at any time for any day. Um, I have long periods of where I'm in one place at a time to allow my body a rest. And if I do drive two days in a row, there's a minimum on the opposite end of five days where I am in one place. So trying to make sure that a, I can get in the movement that I need to do it and also respecting, um, the demands that I'm putting on my body are all incorporated in the planning of this trip, um, So movement is essential. If I don't move, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go for a walk right after here. I haven't moved much today yet. I was on the computer doing stuff here. Uh, what about uh, airports now? I don't know if you have much uh, experience uh, traveling uh, um, using the planes, airports. You're going to be on a car now. But 
people use a lot the airports. What's your like? Do you have any advice specifically for the airports for people who are taking a lot of planes? I, I do. Again, um, I you know I have traveled you know a lot with planes, and um, one of the things that I really have to you know point out to people, especially you know people that would be listening to this, is you know between podcasts and bloggers. I have found the most valuable information. So I would really recommend going to Google first and being like traveling through, you know, LAX, you know, uh, paleo tips, conscious eating tips. Um, mm. And you'd be surprised. I would be surprised if you wouldn't find someone who hasn't identified specific steps in that journey. Like maybe in Terminal A, There's this great, you know, restaurant mm -hmm. that has this or that. So I would definitely recommend looking for the community that puts information out there just like you do, you know. Um, yeah. The second thing is, is that I would, you know, also recommend, you know, planning. You know, so planning, okay, if I'm going to be traveling for seven hours, um, what does that mean? And you can contact your airline and tell them, I have gluten intolerance, I have dairy intolerance, how can they accommodate that? And they typically will work very hard to support you in any way that they can. And then once you realize what they can offer or cannot offer, then you can fill in the missing pieces. And a lot of times for me, what that looks like is, is I have stuff on my person, I've identified places in the terminal that I can also purchase some things and the airline offers. All. So it's, it's a three-step process. You know, it's me, the terminal, because, you know, you can't bring your own drinks. So you have to, you know, get them there. So if I wanted bone broth, maybe what I would do is make sure I have the container. I have my powdered hydrated bone broth protein. And that on the flip side, I'm going to get a bottle of cold water in the airport to bring onto the plane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Another option here that I use a lot when I travel, I just fast. So I prepare ahead of time. I have a lot of foods before, especially healthy fats, because that's going to give me a lot of energy. And I just fast, you know, I take the time to just be uh, with myself and just drinking water. I put a little, maybe a little bit of uh, some trace minerals in there just to make sure I'm getting the minerals. And I just enjoy the trip, read my books, do my work, and it's all good, you know. Maybe it's not for everybody. Some people, you know, they're still like struggling with blood sugar regulation. They're going to get dizzy. But for some people, might work. So that's an, another tip here. Um, cool. So one more thing here before um, I let you go. Uh, what about sleeping? Like uh, when, I, when, when I'm not sleeping on my bed, I don't sleep the same. And so how do you, do you have any strategy to improve your sleeping while you're like in a hotel or like a friend's house, anything that comes to your mind? I do actually. Um, I have a few things. For me, I'm a huge believer in um, the power of scent, you know, to make us feel like we're home. Um, so I, uh, in, in my uh, environment, no matter where I am, I diffuse a lot of essential oils, burn uh, candles, things like that. I travel with that so that wherever my space is that I'm sleeping, I can sort of recreate what feels like home. I also do bring, you know, pictures of, you know, my daughter and, you know, loved ones to, 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 again, create that space. Um, the other thing is, is as you ever heard of Amber goggles, I find them to be an amazing tool. They're just, I purchased them online for like $8, I think through Amazon. Yeah. I, yeah, I have I have one very nice one. I had the one that the six seven 
dollars one and now i got one for 25 on amazon it's pretty cool it's really like a, I think yeah it's, it's so stylish yeah <laughs> i'm gonna send you a picture uh on um, i have to put one actually on my instagram i haven't put one with my glasses but i put on snapchat and some people like what the hell are you doing like <laughs> it's funny it, and then I've, i have to explain it's amazing i try and put them on two hours before the intended time to go to sleep um and uh you know, it, I definitely feel like it supports my journey and gives me a better night's sleep. Um, I also uh, recommend for a lot of people it, it to, you know, it seems to be helpful to listen to, you know, guided meditation. When I'm really struggling, you know, to just listen to a guided meditation to sort of help get my mind, especially when you're traveling, you might be all hyped up and then it's hard to wind down. Um, a guided meditation helps with stuff like that. And uh, not, I don't like a workout, but just a slight, you know, stretch, stretch or yoga sequence, you know, focused on um, relaxation, breath work. I love breath work, really mm -hmm. helps me to sleep. I mean, breath work is probably my most portable and easy on demand tool for sleeping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's one of the missings. I one of the one that it's missing the most on people's life. Nobody is paying attention to the brief. It's so so important. I believe I did the course with um, Polchek, and there was a lot of things that I were kind of like, okay, I've got that, I've got that. But he put so much importance into the breathing, like the importance of breathing for your health. It's unbelievable. Since since that course, I'm always paying attention on a, on a daily basis, like in my shallow breathing, or like and just like. Uh, pay attention. Just being conscious, like you say, being conscious, living—it's the first step, and then you you can do the change. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much. So, last question. So, people are listening right now. A lot of great information. A lot, a lot of information, right? Yeah. So, if you can, if you can give just like one uh, tip or one one advice to take away and implement right after listening to this, what would that be? Believe in yourself. Whatever, whatever discussion you have with yourself and whatever answers surface, believe in yourself a hundred percent and know that, you know, that belief can drive your outcome. So I, I just believe in yourself. Love it. So V, where can people find you and what's next for you? I know the upcoming trip is, is, is on the way in September, right? So, yes. but. Let us know what's going on. Um, you can find everything about me at paleobosslady.com. That's P-A-L-E-O, boss, B-O-S-S, lady. All of my handles on all social media are paleobosslady. On my website, under the Taking It to the Streets tour, you can see what states I'm going to be in and, if, uh, and cities. Uh, if you'd like for me to visit with you or uh, meet with you, feel free. You can email me and my information, all of that is on uh, my website. And uh, I really look forward to meeting all of you and this journey that I'm about to embark on. Thank you. I think I saw that you're going to be here in July, right? New York City. Is that yes, correct? New York's going to be awesome because that's going to be the month, that the, you know, the next to the last month before it ends. And there's some really big events uh, happening in New York. I know the Brooklyn Botanical Society has invited me and there's a couple surprise things that are going to be happening there. So hang on, Bruno. It's going to get fun. <laughs> awesome. I ho hopefully I'm going to be here in July next year and I got to meet you again. Uh, v, thank you so much for being here with us today. I appreciate your time and have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you so much. I really honor the work that you do.
Thanks for listening to the Brazilian Health Nut Show. Go to www.brazilianhealthnut.com for much more information about how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Hasta luego.